We live in a world where 1.8 metres is almost always 1.6 metres and the roommates are always better looking. We get it, dating can be difficult. So for now, why not take it easy? Tinder, swipe right. Hello my fellow daters and welcome to a very spooky instalment of Waiting for a Date. It's the podcast where we explore all things dating, relationships and steaming hot sex. Not really the hot sex, but um, potentially the steps that you need to take in order to find it. So far in the series, we've spoken about really tangible topics like how do you physically prepare yourself before a first date? Do you listen to Britney Spears? Do you have a shower? I hope so. Um, We talked about whether or not someone wearing a shell necklace is a deal breaker. I think we all know the answer to that. And whether or not it's weird to add someone on Facebook after one date. But today, we're going to jump in the spaceship and go a little bit cosmic. Because lately, heaps of people that I know, both men and women, have started paying serious attention to their horoscopes and applying the learnings to their dating life. Obviously, horoscopes have had their rightful place in the back of newspapers and magazines since time immortal, and almost all ancient cultures have dabbled in astrology. But I feel like memes about Mercury retrograde or how all Scorpios are psycho are becoming more and more common, and I want to talk to people about why that is. I'm going to be chatting to Mel and Maddie, two of my colleagues in the pedestrian office, um, and then I'm also going to be getting a reading by an astrologist by the name of Heidi Rose. I really don't know what to expect, but um, she's going to give me a little bit of insight into what is in store for me for my dating life. Okay, so like I said before the jump, I really don't have much experience in the realm of horoscopes, crystals, astrology, etc. I did download CoStar the other day, but I got bored because I didn't understand like the moon rising and all that stuff. But I do... And I say this a little bit cringeworthily, um, I sort of believe in manifestation. Manifesting, it's also referred to as the law of attraction, is about intentionally creating what you want. And I guess it, you could just call it knowing what you want and going after it. But I don't know, I think there's something mystic about it. I remember the first time that I heard the phrase, it was 2006, and I chucked a sickie from school and I was enjoying the classic Dr. Phil, Oprah, Ready, Steady, Cook viewing trifecta. I wish I could go back to that way of life. Anyway, Oprah was talking about this revolutionary book called The Secret. And I remember the example they used on the program was something like go to a jewellery store, look at a diamond necklace in the window, and if you really visualise yourself wearing it and you believe it, you'll eventually get the necklace. And my mum was watching with me and she was just balking and just thought it was ridiculous. So, so did I naturally. But as I've grown up, I've had a few experiences that have made me rethink how sceptical I was and made me rethink the power of thoughts, especially when it comes to dating. In 2013, my first love dumped me, over the phone no less. I was blindsided and very, very sad. So for the sake of this story, let's call him A. I cried for about two weeks straight, and then I emerged from my bedroom and started taking steps to get my shit together. I started going to the gym regularly, I started going out with my girlfriends more, posting about it on Facebook, and I started going shopping a lot, just anything to take my mind off the breakup. Of course, nothing worked and all I could think about was A, what was he doing? Was he sad as well? Was he even thinking about me? 
I wanted nothing more than to bump into him. I didn't want to get back with him. I knew that it was over, but I really wanted to bump into him when I was looking hot. And I know that sounds petty, but it's true. Everyone has that thing of like wanting to bump into their ex when they're looking really good. And it didn't matter what I was doing every day. I would always be thinking about him and looking into crowds and wondering where he was. It was completely obsessive. And then one night it happened. I was driving home from a late night shopping spree at Chadston, the fashion capital, and I was wearing this new outfit, like this red blouse and these tight jeans and boots. Um, And I was really happy with how I looked. I thought it looked really good that night. Anyway, I'm sitting in a red light on my way home and I'm listening to a Britney Spears mega mix, really feeling myself. And then I thought, I had that thought pop into my head again, like, damn, I wish A could see me right now. And then it was as if I was being controlled by a puppet master. My head like turned to the left really suddenly. And I looked into this pizza shop on the corner of Warrigal Road, the most dingy, random pizza shop. And lo and behold, who was in there? It was A and all of his mates all getting a Thursday night pizza. And I just this adrenaline washed over me. And I thought, I can't believe it. What is the timing? It, I was shook. It was like magic because this pizza joint was nowhere near either where either of us lived and it was such a coincidence that I'd saw him so naturally what I did was I ramped my jeep up to the red rooster across the road parked and I got out and ran down the street um so I could do a walk by because when you're looking good you got to do a walk by so I even remember the encounter in slow-mo I was genuinely like in the movies I strutted down the footpath and the first person to see me was one of his friends who did the classic oh look here comes a bird announcement to the rest of them and then a turned around realized it was me and I casually looked up totally nonplussed acting chill out then a trained assassin at laser tag and this whole story might sound like a non-event if you weren't there or if you weren't me but I thought to myself this is surely proof that there's a kernel of truth in thinking about something and then eventually making it happen. I was convinced that's manifesting. Hey guys, how are you going? Yeah, good. So who's who in this room for the listeners? Well, I'm Mel. I'm Senior Style and Features Editor here at Pedestrian TV. And I'm Maddie and I'm our Entertainment Editor. I have picked you both for this episode today because it's all about the metaphysical. It's about crystals, astrology, all the fun stuff. The fun stuff. And I don't know anything about it, but you guys always talk about charging crystals on the roof at work and stuff like that. (laughs) On the roof. (laughs) Literally on the roof. (laughs) So I thought, who better to talk to than you two? Can we kick off with what you know about astrology? Oh, look, not a lot. I feel like it's like a bit of a hobby of mine, but not like a serious hobby. Like You're a hobbyist, but because uh, I find it really interesting. I feel like mm. lately more and more people are getting into it because there's all of those astrology memes. Mm. Have you seen them? Yeah, yeah, where they're like sort of like the one where you can circle. Like, are you talking about where they put on an Insta story and it's yeah, like you can yeah, circle yeah. all the things yeah. that apply to you and it's like you've got your rising sign. and your, yes. I mean, look, Maddie is definitely more well-versed. I definitely have applied this stuff to dating, but um, you are like more the expert. And before we get into that, can I just say, I don't know how I feel about people, and I'm sorry if you've done this, that put it. their 
circle thing on their Insta story. Mm. It's like, does anybody else really care about your... Oh, it's so self-indulgent. It's so well, the self- thing is, The thing is, when it comes to astrology, it's also quite like... It's it's self-indulgent. It's selfish in a way. You kind of want to look into it and see what you're all about um, more so than the other person on Instagram. Mm. Um, and for me, I'm obviously quite into this stuff, but I only know a lot about my own star sign. I'll only read into someone else's when I need to. Right. So, like, if you're going on a date with someone. Absolutely. But I don't know all the meanings off by heart and, like, all the... Um, what corresponds with each star sign. I only know my own, but then yes. if I'm about to meet someone that, you know, then I'll look up their star sign and figure out what that is, but I don't know theirs by heart. If so if you've found a guy that you want to go on a date with, how often will you go in and, like, check his stuff? Do you know what? I go through phases. I'll go through a phase where I'm like, all right, I've had a few shit dates lately. I really need to start curating this. I really should look into it beforehand. And then... So I'll look into it, and then some. the downside with it is that it kind of puts doubts in your head. There have been times where I look into something and I'll realise that we're absolutely not compatible, but I'm like, shouldn't I just give it a go and go from there? So my belief with this stuff has always been and always will be take it with a massive grain of salt. Like, it's kind of like... Like a rock of salt. A rock of salt. As much... <laughs> a crystal of salt. A Himalayan, a Himalayan salt, salt lamp. lamp. <laughs> the biggest one you can find because, yeah, as much as I believe in it, I also do believe that it, they're not hard and fast rules. Like, you meet a lot of people with a star sign they're either really... Tr- like, I'm a massive... Like, I'm a true Scorpio. I'm through and through an absolute Scorpio. But there are some people who aren't as true to their sign. Okay. Um, but just in general, it's like, again, I'm, I'm quite into it, but I also believe in taking things with a grain of salt. So your science and the metaphor, like you don't just believe in. You know, some people are really, really into it where it's like hard and fast. Mm. Oh, yeah. I've got friends how if they absolutely will not talk to a fire sign or which is like three different star signs that you've like blocked out there. Um, yeah, I've got friends that are really hardcore into it in that sense. Because really? that's so weird to me because I'm a Pisces. Yeah. And there are definitely traits to me that are Piscean. Like I'm creative and I'm a bit off with the fairy sometimes and I'm very like yeah like just up in my own head a lot and I'm very romantic like I have a romantic view of the world but then I'm quite logical at the same time and I'm a realist at the same time it's like I'm kind of like like I mean that sounds like a like a contradiction. Well, really. okay, here's the but, thing though. When it comes to that, and I'm mm. sound like a fallen hippie here, but I think it depends on your what your rising is and yes. that kind of will change you it will add different factors to your star sign yeah. that not everyone has, depending on, you know, when you were born. The but time that's what I mean like by, that. like, your friends that yeah. are, like, blocking people yes. out. Mm. You can't be too hard and fast with it because it's not an exact science, you know what I mean? It's obviously very kind of airy and, like, and everyone has their different factors to them. So, yeah, absolutely. I take it with a grain of salt, absolutely. I have this... I have a confession to make. I feel like, especially with star signs and stuff like that, you will always get what you want out of it. yeah. You know, like, I'm a Pisces as well, and there's parts of being a Pisces that I think, oh, my God, that's me. But then I then I look at, um, what's another one, Aries, and I'm like, oh, my God, that could be me. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, uh, like, so the, here's the thing. a friend, One of my best friends is a psychologist, and we're best friends, but we are complete opposites. Um, and once we were just having a discussion about star signs, and she was like, the thing with star signs, and this is a, this is a um, psychologist saying this, is that a lot of the times they're what's called soft prophecies, where it's like... Like, you're a person that likes 
things to go well or it'll be something like super <laughs> vague where it's like obviously everyone does so that I do agree with but more often than not it'll be quite specific where, like for example if they'd said to me you're a very logical thinker if that was my star sign I'd be like well that's not true I'm completely not logical at all right. so that wouldn't make sense to me whereas for me I'm a very emotional person whereas a this psychologist friend isn't emotional at all. So I'm like, it, there are certain ones that wouldn't apply to you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, so I in some cases, I do agree they can be quite broad, but there are often times where it's so specific that it's scary. Yeah. Right. What about, I have this, I'm really interested in that idea that people look back on past relationships and retrospectively look at what sign their exes are. Oh, have you yeah. ever done that before or have you ever dated someone and it's been really fiery and then you can... Um, put that down to their star sign. Do you have any examples with that? Do you mean as in you look back and think, oh, well, it makes sense that it didn't work out yeah, because yeah. they're a fire sign and they don't go well with water? Okay, no, because I usually read into it before going into it, so I'm aware <laughs> of what's going to happen. And You're like, I'm all over this bitch. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, I have this book that it shows you what corresponds with like each individual star sign and it'll give you like... so. It's, like, there's this one chapter where it was like, okay, so this is how it's going to unfold if you date a Pisces. This is going to happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen. And it was, and I hadn't read it until after a relationship, and I read back, and it was like, oh my God, it's exactly how it all unfolded. Seriously? Um, yeah. That's wow. cool. Yeah, it is cool. See, I have this theory mm. with star signs. Can I just interrupt? Yeah. I love when Mel starts anything with, I have this theory. <laughs> yes. It's like most of the stories you write when you're in a podcast. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Give us it's this theory. Yeah. It's actually not batshit. I think this is a very logical theory, you guys. But basically, I, looking at when I use star signs and um, compatibility, you know, like all those compatibility tests of like, yes. let's put in your birth dates and it'll tell you if you're compatible with each other based on what, you know, Chinese New Year you were born in. And like CoStar, the app CoStar? I have CoStar. Right. This is not what I'm talking about. That, that's uh, not the same Okay, as what I'm saying. Like, you know, when you, you, you meet somebody... Mm. And then you, like, put your birthdays, like, you figure out what month and what day they were born and you use, like, compatibility things yeah. to, like, work out. And it's, like, either you're working out their star sign compared to yours. Yes. Or even just feeding them into those types of websites that yeah. will, like, show you whether you've got, like, a 77% chance of being compatible. I've got the apps, yeah. I think I only use those when things aren't going well. So my theory oh. is... If you're resorting to looking at star signs, it's probably because he doesn't like you. Oh, that's my theory. But you're different take. to me because you go in beforehand. Well, he, well, here's the thing. Do you know how I said I go through phases? I'm going through a current phase where I don't want to know. I'm like, I feel like I'm planning too much, and I'd like to kind of just let it go. For example, last night I went on a date with this guy, and he, he I didn't even bring up. So when's your birthday? Because my rule is never mention it on the first In date. In case they think you're crazy. Absolutely. It's like, yeah. wait until the fourth or fifth to let them know that you're absolutely batshit. <laughs> but no, but he told me um, his date, his um, date of birth, and I haven't even looked up to see what star sign that is. Like, I'm just trying that to be... Is, yeah, yeah well which, done. which is rare for me. Um, but again, who knows? This could turn to shit. Like, and as you said, in a few <laughs> months' time, I'll be like, well, you know what? I should have looked it up because he is this and that does not correspond well with Scorpios. Um, yeah, so I'm going through a phase at the moment of just letting things be, but at some stage I will... <laughs> I won't be able to hold back. I'll look into it. Yeah. You'll look into it. So watch out if you're going to be dating Maddie in the next few months. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even think that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It's case by case. You can't just, like, paint it with that broad brush of, like, well, this is how they'll always be because this is their star sign because, like, it depends on what place they're in in that moment. Yeah. Um, it also depends when exactly they were born, I learnt uh, from oh. an astrologer. 
where and when and the timing. Yeah. It's all it's for something that's not exactly a science. It's all very um oh, strategic. But it's like ancient and shit. Hey, like yeah, it's yeah. around for a long time. There's got to be something in it. That's the thing. Um well, they say that, like, you know, when the world was invented, they had, like, the Gregorian calendar and, yeah, like, yeah. all these... And all those factors play into it. That's the thing that always gets me, the fact that it's such an ancient and old-school religion and it's more religion or, or belief or whatever mm. you want to call it, and it's really kind of, you know, stood the test of time. But it's just so funny how they say that it's that ancient and old and, like, now I have an app every day that goes up at 9am yeah. being like, this is what's going to happen today. It's funny seeing how it all unfolded. It's time. cool. It's I think it's cool that we're embracing it. It's very interesting. Well, thank yeah. you both for coming in. No worries. Thank you. We live in a world where pizza is the universal language of love and there's an entire subculture of women out there who only want you for your beard. We get it. Dating can be ridiculous. So why not embrace it? Tinder. Swipe right. You're about to hear a little chat that I had with Heidi Rose Robbins. She's an LA-based astrologer, poet and podcaster at The Radiance Project. We are such big fans of her. We found her um, on Bitch Sesh, which is this Real Housewives podcast hosted by comedians Casey Rose Wilson and Danielle Schneider. It's an absolute hoot, so you should go and listen to that. But we found Heidi, and she's just this most incredible, spiritually in-tune woman who is going to give me a reading of sorts. So... She's also going to tell us a little bit more about astrology and how it differs from astronomy and all that other stuff. So stay tuned. Hi, Heidi. I'm very excited. I don't know what to expect. I don't know much about astrology and astrological readings, if that's what they're called. So how do we start? <laughs> well, the first thing I'd like to say is that astrology is a, is a beautiful tool and that I'm not psychic and this isn't fortune telling. It's just using this beautiful science and art to help you learn about yourself and to help you learn about compatibility and to help you take the next steps in your life. So I always like to start by asking you if there's anything that you would like to ask. Am I going to get a boyfriend soon? (laughs) Well, if we have your correct time of birth, that's actually very possible. (laughs) Really? So Um, just just, just for context, um, for everyone listening, I had to send you my exact date of birth, which is 1.30pm on Friday the 3rd of March 1995 in a hospital in Kew in Melbourne. So it's that very specific. Um, And then you have gleaned some information from that. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. And and your 1.30 time is exact. That's the question that I was asking you earlier, but that's that's the exact time for you? That's the exact time, according to my father. Okay, perfect. Well, yes. So from that, Lucinda, what I did is I created a chart, which someday I'll show you. Um, And it's basically a two-dimensional picture of the heavens when you were born. And, you know, most people just know one position. They just know their sun sign. If I said, oh, what are you? You'd say, I'm a Pisces. Hmm. But there are so many other positions that are deeply significant. So, you know, for example, you are a Pisces, but you're what I would say a very serious Pisces, like you take your life quite seriously in the sense that, yes, Pisces rules the imagination, it rules even things like podcasting, it rules film, it rules TV, it rules daydreaming, it rules love. But your son happens to be sitting right next to Saturn in your chart, which is the father, which is this planet of responsibility. And so you're not just going to be a kind of carefree, flowy Pisces. You're going to be one that says, I've got some things to do. And it's all about artistry and imagination and 
and love and you know so already you're not just a Pisces you're a Pisces with Saturn sitting right next to your sun so you know that's just one example um, you're also very free-spirited in this chart. You're a pioneer. You have your moon in Aries, so you like to begin things. You like to launch things. You like to dare yourself into new territory. And you have Sagittarius and Aquarius really present, too, and those are both signs of great freedom. Okay. How does that sound to you? It sounds all very positive. Are there, are there any <laughs> negatives to my rising and my Pisces and everything? <laughs> Well, sure. Um, for, I always like to say there's kind of a wretchedness to every sign. So Pisces can get very, uh, can feel very alone in the world, can feel, can get depressed easily. You know, Aries can fight a bit too much or can be impatient and want things to happen now, you know. Um, so yeah, every sign has its own difficulties, but one of our one of our, you know, our work is to try to use the best of every sign. One of the reasons that I said, yeah, if you said, am I going to get a boyfriend soon? Um, <laughs> one of the reasons I said yes is because the planet Jupiter takes 12 years to go all the way around your chart. Mm-hmm. And it only spends one year in each area of your chart. And the area that it's about to enter in your life is the area of marriage and partnership. Did you say marriage? Yeah, marriage and partnership. It doesn't mean you're necessarily getting married in the next year. It just means that it's the area of your chart that has a lot to do with relationships. And Mm. Jupiter grows us. And Jupiter says yes. And Jupiter creates expansion in whatever area it's touching. So, you know, the short answer to that question is, yeah, it's a pretty great window, a once-in-12-year window where relationships are really emphasised. It feels like I've been single for 12 years, so that's really helpful to know. And with this, <laughs> with this boyfriend who is most definitely um, on the horizon for me, what, what star sign do you think he would be? Is, that, is there any that would really suit me? Unfortunately, I, I wish it were that simple. Um, I could say to you that because you're Mars is in the sign of Leo and Mars is the masculine energy in a chart. Part of the masculine that you would want is a very confident, very playful, very spontaneous, but also because your Mars is in the the third house of your chart, somebody that's quite intelligent, has a way with words, has a has an ability to converse and have stimulating conversation. So I can I can point to certain clues in your chart. Um, also, you could say that the sign opposite your sun sign is often a really resonant sign for you. So okay. Virgos are, are opposite Pisces, but it's never a done deal to just look at a one single placement in a chart. You have to look at the whole chart. And so when we go in search of a particular sign, it doesn't generally, it's not the smartest way to go about it. Right. Would you, <laughs> you, know? would you recommend to people though, um, yeah. I was speaking to a friend and she said that she looked back on all of her sort of ex-partners and realized that they'd all been Scorpios. And I thought that was really interesting. Is it is that a good idea to uh-huh. look back at your past loves and sort of assess where that could have gone wrong or yes for sure and sometimes people really do say oh my gosh i've dated three scorpios in a row and that didn't work you know but they're they might be all scorpios but they also have all the different planets in all different positions so maybe there are certain qualities of the scorpio that aren't serving her you know scorpios can get pretty deep and pretty dark and uh, uh you know can can 
have a certain intensity that's not for everyone. Mm. Um, so yeah, you have to sort of reflect on your own life and you have to say, what's working for me? What am I drawn to? Me being a Pisces, for example, are there any star signs that uh, react really diabolically to a Pisces or is there anything like that? You know, there are certain signs that, that don't completely understand the Pisces energy so well. You know, Pisces tend tends to be more hidden or introverted. Now, your, your Pisces is at the very top of your chart, which is the career portion. So you're kind of very visible Pisces. <laughs> um, but some Pisces, you know, have a certain need for solitude and a, a lot of alone time. And, for example, Leo says, oh, come on, life is a party. Let's, you know, let's get out there. Let's let's be seen, let's be extroverted. And so there are some signs that are far more extroverted than the the natural uh, Pisces would be. Right, right. So I might find that annoying if I have a Leo boyfriend and he's saying, get out of bed, Lucinda, stop being antisocial. That might grate me. That sounds very exciting. I will keep you posted yeah. if a man comes along in the next three months. I'll send you an email. Um, I want to know, though, about a bit more about you, Heidi. Um, how did you get into astrology in the first place? My father uh, is an astrologer, so I did grow up with it like a second language. So I learned the Zodiac with my ABCs. It's always been in my life, and uh, I've always been... Uh, speaking it and learning about it. And I, I started to really learn it in earnest, sort of on my own when I was about 19 years old. I'm unusual, I think, in that case. It's, it's rare to have a lineage of astrology, but I, I do. And just for people who don't know much about astrology, can you give us a bit of a, a history rundown? I saw on Netflix the other day, there's a series where they explain things. And they explain that in every sort of um, ancient culture, they all had their own reading of the stars and everyone sort of looked up there and had their own version of astrology. So could you give us a bit more detail about the history? Well, that's a beautiful way to start. It's just that for thousands of years, we've been looking to the stars. And astrology is all over every major uh, important book. You know, it's all over the Bible. It's all over Shakespeare. It's, you know, it's, it's woven in. And it was only recently in the last couple hundred years that astrology was sort of... Uh, dismissed in a way, and, and a lot of that came from the fears within religion and the feeling that it was somehow uh, forecasting or taking the power away from uh, the God on high. And in fact, it's a gorgeous tool for us to know more fully who we are and to help us grow consciously. And so um, it's a, it's a it's a very very complicated and ancient science that for for thousands of years was deeply connected to the study of astronomy as well. You right, know? right. So um, only now I would say only now is it coming into back into the fullness and recognition of the of its um, offering and yeah, of a its lot of, beauty uh, and of everything that it can help. A lot of um, a lot of young people that I know are getting are getting into um, astrology, and you see a lot of memes. People saying, "I'm a Virgo, so I'm this or that." You know, like I think 
it's the gen- the generation who are sort of 20 to 25 who are really taking it seriously again. Do you see that as well in your practice? I do. I do. And, you know, I don't know if you've heard the line from Hare, but, you know, they say this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> and we are in the dawning of the age of Aquarius and Aquarius rules astrology. Ah, and you, right. my friend, have a lot of Aquarius in your chart. So, you know, a willingness to look at things beyond the status quo, a willingness to look at um, uh, uh, the subtle energies at work and not just what's right in front of our faces. Right, right. Okay, I like that. And sort of not because for a long time, um, like you said, it was connected to astronomy, but then it divided sort of with science. So do you think that people are becoming, looking at things more holistically and seeing that um, it is important to... Yeah, beautifully said. And I mean, I think that, I think in some ways, the pure concrete science has has killed some of the most beautiful, subtle uh, work and subtle energies. And finally, we're growing science to meet uh, the invisible world because there's a grand, huge invisible world. There's a whole world of consciousness that's not just about like, this is a desk and this mm-hmm. is a chair. I mean, everything is living and astrology really acknowledges that. And I do think this new generation is like, yeah, of course, you know, we are we are complex and beautiful beings that, that have a lot of subtlety at work and we're here to grow and we're here to evolve and astrology is an amazing tool to help us do that. It's a very, very exciting time. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for coming on to Waiting for a Date. It's been a pleasure having you. And I'm just going to um, waltz off back into the office knowing that a man is coming my way. So I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Do let me know, Lucinda, when he comes on in. <laughs> I will, Heidi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Simon, hello. Hello, Lucinda. How are we? I'm good. You're looking real fresh today. You got a new haircut there. Yeah, shirt's tucked in. It's not quite Friday. Still semi-professional. I like that. What are you going to whip out tomorrow? Full pink tracksuit. Yes. You know, you really do have a full pink tracksuit for everyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fresh... Yeah, I haven't been brave enough to wear it to the workplace yet, but... Now, you're in here to tell me about a disaster date. Yeah. I mean, it, I felt like it was going to go well. It was. It's kind of the only blind date I've ever had. So it's a blind date. Yeah, nobody set me up. It's. It felt like it was like out of a movie the way the whole thing happened. I was like at a cafe with some friends, and then this waitress comes up to me and she's like, "Hey, my um, coworker is really into you." And I was like, "Which one is she?" And then she was like, "She's just hiding right now because she's feeling so nervous." And I was like, "Cool." And then I left my phone number on the table, mm. and it felt like, "Hey, this is really nice." And then, uh, you know, we did the old text messaging for a while until. You're just like, I'm running out of small talk here. And so we decided to meet up for a drink in the park in the sun. And uh, this is the first time I've really seen her. I guess I didn't really know what her vibe was, except through our brief conversations over text. So, but how did you know her when she came into the park if you didn't know what she looked like? Uh, she said where she was sitting, and then I called her, and she gave me a wave. Okay. And then as I walked closer, I realized she was wearing nothing but hemp. And had the biggest crystal dangling around a neck I'd ever seen. And I'm Give he- us an idea of size. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was a two-hander kind of hold, you know. That would have been a weight <laughs> around there. Um, you'd hope it would be making you spiritually lighter because she was, it was making her physically heavier. <laughs> and I'm not against any of that stuff. That's really cool if you're into it. But I just think it's weird when it comes straight to the forefront. So 
that was my very first like visual impression. I was like, cool, we'll see where this goes. She seemed like really fun and nice over text. And then the second question she asked me was like, so when's your birthday? And I kind of clocked that she didn't care when my birthday was because I've been in this situation before. And I was like, yeah, my birthday is like in December. And I was like, why are you asking? She's like, <laughs> oh, just wondering your star sign. And then it just went from there. It went full. We went full spiritual after that. But so was, it, was it a good thing or a, too much too soon? I think it can be. I actually really like talking to star signs. I think it's actually great date conversation if you keep it lighthearted. I'm all yep. about the star sign memes. But we went from <laughs> star signs to how she found herself in India to oh. her then grilling me about every ex-partner I've had in, like, absolute detail. But she didn't even know them. Was this, like, a psychoanalysis situation? I don't know. She was just really, really, really curious and kept on asking questions. And then uh, she... And then I felt obliged to ask her about her ex-partners after that, even though I'm not, that's not really my vibe. And then I, she kind of hinted that she was, like, in an open relationship. And I was like, oh, my God, this first date is so weird. <laughs> and then we went out to dinner, and, uh, and then she asked me, do I doof? And it just seemed to keep on... <laughs> it all on, made sense. It just all made sense, you know? I was like, no, I won't be seeing you at Rainbow Serpent this year or probably ever again. <laughs> but it's been great knowing you. <laughs> it's been you. great knowing you. Oh, wow. When you know, I think the hemp was the first giveaway. Yeah, I think the hemp was a giveaway. No, um, no offence on hemp, but it does have a... I feel like those clothes smell a certain way. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's cool if you want to wear like a hemp shirt or a hemp skirt, but like, I don't know that you need to have like hemp shirt, skirt, did you have those little Bracelets. hemp shoes? She had a dreadlock. I really should have taken oh. that as the like red flag. Just one singular dread. Um, but, Simon, you know, this uh, is this is number one red flag. I know, I know. But I had a rat sale at the time, and I really didn't want to be throwing like judgment at somebody. Oh god! So how would you rate it out of five? She was lovely. I just would give it like a three because it's just like we. We went full cosmos too soon, I think. Mm, you don't want to get in the spaceship too no, early. No, no, no. She took me straight to the void, and I wasn't ready to go there yet. We live in a world where there are plenty of catfish in the sea, and ghosting went from supernatural to natural. We get it. Dating can be rough. So for now, why not take it easy? Tinder. Swipe right.